Hey there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Mercy Talk. I'm one of your hosts, Rachel Thomas, and if you have not heard, we are actually walking through a best of series this summer for Mercy Talk, and we're excited about it because there is such a wide variety of conversation that we've been able to have over the years. And if you're new, we wanted to be able to just reshare that with you. But also, if you've been listening for a while, there are some important conversations that we just felt it was time to revisit. So we're doing that this summer. And today we are going to visit a conversation we had back in September of 2018. And this is on parental boundaries. This is with Brooke and Mel and Jen Otero. And really, whether you're a parent or not, if there are kids in your life, this is going to be extremely helpful because we're going to be talking about why we even need boundaries in the first place, why we struggle with setting boundaries, and then also just helping kids know what they're responsible for. So we encourage you to listen to this, apply it. We're huge fans, you know, of the book by Cloud and Townsend, but this is a great refresher. So dive in today. We hope you're encouraged. This is the Mercy Talk podcast. Mercy Talk is brought to you by Mercy Multiplied. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower both men and women with the same biblically-based principles we've seen work for over 35 years in our residential homes. If you want to find out more, head on over to mercymultiplied.com. Well, we hope that you are enjoying our new series that we've been doing over the last couple of weeks on parenting. Um, As usual, I know I feel like I'm learning a lot, which has been really good. And we've also had our special guest, our perpetual special guest, Brooke Keels, (laughs) who is our executive director of Counseling Service, who's been joining us. And as always, she brings so much to the table. So thanks again, Brooke, for coming to join us once again Mm -hmm. as we continue this conversation. Yeah. So the last two weeks, we have covered topics of codependent. Yep. It was week one. Just <laughs> knock it all out in one week. Yeah. <laughs> and week two was on the topic of enabling. Yep. <laughs> Easily could have done. Really good now. A full, really good yeah, on the inside. Everybody's right. feeling super confident as parents <laughs> yeah. after listening to those yeah. shows. But I do think it's it's funny that um, I know like after last week's show, we were sitting here and I mean, you guys were saying, I don't have kids, so I would join in on this, but you guys were saying like, man, mm-hmm. even just talking about this is reminding me of something I did just this morning. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. yes. I, we all fail guys yeah. every like, day. <laughs> just keep getting back yeah. up. And then yes. your kids remind you. That's great. Yeah. So, I mean, I just think it's important that we know, like we're not talking from some place of like expertise and we've right. got this all down. Like we are all in a process of learning this together. So there's no shame or condemnation if you're like, That's whoa. Right. I'm not good at that, you know, and I need to grow in that. So Mm -hmm. do we, you know? And so, um, I really think that those, these last two weeks have set us up very well Mm -hmm. for the next two weeks, which we're going to be talking all about boundaries. Cause as we were talking through codependency and enabling, I was like, man, this keeps going back to boundaries for me and just understanding the concept of boundaries. And as if you've been around um, us at all for any length of time, you've surely heard us at some point recommend the the books um, on boundaries by Henry Cloud and John Townsend. And just their basic book called Boundaries is such a great foundation for, for anybody to just learn what boundaries are, um, why they're necessary in all relationships. But what we are so excited about is that they have created breakout books from 
from that series. Yes. One being boundaries with kids. And then there's one that's called boundaries with teens. And that's what we're jumping into here. And I am so excited about this. I, I don't have kids yet, but I've told my husband, I'm like, you know what? I'm almost more excited to teach our kids than anything besides, of course, about Jesus. Yeah. Um, he comes first. Yes. <laughs> is boundaries because I wasn't taught this yeah. and I don't think very many kids are taught this. And so it's just such a cool thing to know that like, I actually have the ability to teach my children mm-hmm. about this very topic. So I'm excited to jump into this. It's so good. So really let's just dive right in let's Shall do we? It. because it's important to get yeah. after this, especially with all that we have to share. <laughs> so I love how they talk about Cloud and Townsend explain that just as adults need boundaries, kids do too. Mm -hmm. And that's something that we can go, oh yeah, I guess that does make sense. Like you said, Mel, it's not something that just suddenly you hit a point in life. I am now 16 and a half and bam, boundaries Mm -hmm, show up. It's mm -hmm. not how it works. We're taught them. So boundaries for children, they safeguard them, but they also position them in the long view to be adults that have strong character. And I love how they talk about this because so often as parents, I know for me, I think of how many times I'm in a scenario with one of my kids and I make a decision in the now without the intentionality of having that long view of how this moment Mm. will impact them in the future. Because ultimately, every interaction I have with my kids builds them to be who they will be. And what we tend to do is kind of create a a right now scenario without thinking like, how is this going to impact her as Mm -hmm. she grows? I have a funny scenario because I have a 14-year-old and a two-year-old. So I feel like I'm (laughs) often, I think my Mm. second daughter, Cadence, is going to probably, I don't think be better off, but there's just some things where I'm like, I'm working with the teenager now. So as a two year old, mm. as she grows, I know I'm going to have a better long view in yeah. her life than maybe I did for Kenna because she was my only child. Yeah. It's kind of interesting to mm-hmm. live in that world. But I love how the authors of this book, they state, remember parenting has to do with more than the present. You are preparing your children for the future. A person's character is one's destiny. Mm. And when we can take the boundary setting that needs to happen, even coming off of the last two weeks of codependency and enabling, looking at those things and going, okay, how do I begin to set boundaries with my my kids? If I can have the long view over their life, it actually, I know for me, it empowers me and helps me to go, okay, I can manage this situation. And it also kind of makes that situation not feel like the be all end all of life either, because sometimes Mm -hmm. you're just hit with a scenario and you're like, man, this is just hard. I don't know how to deal with this in this moment in a very healthy, good way. But when I know in the long view that this is building them into who they will become, it's huge. They also talk about, and I love this as well, they say that we have the issues that we have in life, for the most part, are issue, these issues are typically related to our own character weaknesses. Mm. And so when we have a weak character and we are not built up over time based on the boundaries that are set by our parents, and then as we go on boundaries for ourselves, it just creates a lot more issues. And when, But when we have that place of inner strength... And character to handle difficulties in life and love, those areas are just that much easier to move through and work. And so really the goal of parenting, Cloud and Townsend talk about, is to help our kids to develop character Mm. that will take them through life safely, securely, productively, and joyfully. Oh, I just love that. And so I feel like that's a good starting point for us just to remember as we're talking this through, because I think in any area, whether it's finances, relationships, boundaries with your children, if you can have the long view, it helps you to move through the here and now in a just much more of a steady, solid way with just a lot more wisdom in Mm -hmm. general. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And so here's a foundational place I think that we can all start. Yeah. Um, and that is that your children are not born with boundaries. That's right. They don't know what that is. Nope. Um, they don't have yeah. <laughs> no concept of it. Yeah. You know, and if you've had a newborn, you understand that. Mm. They don't care about you guys. Nope. Um, you know, they don't care <laughs> if it's 2.30 in yeah. the morning. They're yeah. hungry. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, all joking aside, it is our job as parents or caregivers to teach our children healthy boundaries. Mm-hmm. Right. It is our job to teach them how to be in a healthy relationship. Right. It is our job to teach them what do you take responsibility for and what do you not take responsibility for. And if they're not taught healthy boundaries, they're going to be very confused mm-hmm. and they're going to attempt to manipulate through enabling codependency, all of those things like that's what is fostered out of it. Everything we talked about the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks is because you're just trying to find your way in the world. Right. Right. And if if I am taking on too much, then I'm going to figure out how to get what I need in this scenario yeah. and it's not going to be healthy. And so when boundaries are taught, we will see kind of specific qualities. You can actually tell when someone has boundaries. It's really great when there's an overt behavior that you can measure, mm-hmm. you know, I know says the psychology person over here but (laughs) it's nice as a parent to be like oh Liam has good boundaries that's really nice right so when they have a well-defined sense of who they are right so when things happen at school that maybe aren't so great like they don't like it but it doesn't completely wreck them that's so good right so I'll give you an example and and my kid by the way has known the word boundaries for a very long time and (laughs) I'll say yeah I'll I'll be like you know what and he's like I know have good boundaries (laughs) that's awesome so (laughs) So I get excited about it awesome (laughs) like when you see that stuff clicking we'll see how it works when he grows up Uh, hopefully guys well this will be our our case study (laughs) Um, but you know but he was talking about a kid was mean to him at school and I was like you know are you doing okay with that and he goes well I don't like it but you know what I don't play with people that aren't nice yeah and I was like oh praise wow well, that could be on a t-shirt I don't play yeah. with people that aren't nice yeah that could. oh guys if anybody hey, wants to get on that we'll wear it Marco okay. work for listeners send me <laughs> a coming your way. that's right um you know but it was really nice because honestly the whole last year we worked on that mm-hmm. you know and so it was just kind of cool that's to so see cool. him say yeah. that and it was a casual thing you know and I'm not the mom like you know, later talking to Scott, like, you no know, one likes him. And then, you know, and <laughs> mm-hmm, of course, my mm-hmm. husband's like, mm-hmm, he'll be fine. Uh, so anyway, but then, you know, also they'll know what they're actually responsible for. Mm-hmm. They'll have the ability to choose, yeah. right? Giving them choices. And now we talk about this in parenting. Sometimes it is the choices you're going to bed at eight. Do you want to wear the red pajamas or the blue pajamas? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But giving them opportunities to make choices yeah. within a safe context, not do you want to go to bed at eight? Yeah. <laughs> this is happening. Here are your, here's your freedom within this to make a choice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Um, and also understanding that if they choose well, things will go well and if they choose poorly Mm -hmm. there will be consequences that aren't great right we go back to responsibility um and i'll just kind of give an example personally but uh liam will have bad dreams if he looks at something kind of scary or like some of the kids at his school play games we don't let him play Mm -hmm. and if he talks about them he'll have bad dreams so he's like why didn't you know he told me said why didn't god not give me a bad dream tonight and i said well did you talk about anything you know scary like with your friends and he was like yeah and i said so so you have to participate and partner with the lord Mm. in these things Right. You know, now, of course, the metaphor breaks down later, but it worked in this. And he goes, "Okay, so if I talk about scary things, I'm going to have bad dreams. Probably so, Hmm. you know, and so Mm -hmm. helping him kind of 
process that yeah. out, right? And knowing how he's wired. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. And then, frankly, they're going to have the possibility for true love based in freedom. It's not going to be based off manipulation and control, mm-hmm. right? It's not going to be I have to make this person feel a certain way about me. If they don't, then I'm okay. Mm-hmm. And that's yep. just, guys, all of us, that's amazing. Oh, it's right? huge. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I think it's so important to kind of go back to the basics on like what what is my role as a parent so if we're going to talk about boundaries then I need to have a very clear defined role on who I am what my role is in my children's lives and I love that in the book um, Cloud and Townsend really talk about the three kind of main functions mm-hmm. um, that the role of a parent consists of and so the three that they mention is guardian manager and source yeah and I'm just going to share kind of what they what they talk about with those three different roles um So the guardian role is just the legal responsibility that a parent has to protect their children, to preserve their children. I mean, it's really in that role as guardian that we are going to teach our kids, you know, the the dangers not only within themselves, but also within the outside world. Um, And just the importance of taking responsibility for themselves as they grow. See uh, last week's podcast for more on that. The next role that they talk about is manager. So this is when you as a parent are helping your children meet goals. You're teaching them through that. How, you know, what does self-discipline look like? How does that look in my life? Um, And and a parent is going to do this through controlling resources, through teaching, um, through enforcing consequences for bad choices um, and just in really helping your kids build new skills. And this is when, you know, it's really kind of this manager function that really helps a child learn how to take ownership and responsibility for their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last one that they talk about is that a role that a parents that parents play is by being the source. And so parents are ultimately the source of the good things that a child needs. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be all the way just from the basics of like providing food, water, shelter for your children, but also all the way into those emotional and spiritual needs of love, um, support, knowledge, spiritual growth, all of those things. Parents play such a vitally important role of being the source of those things for their kids um, and really boundaries within that role is going to help the child um, appreciate that and, yeah. and really, you know, care for what they have been given, um, especially as they are growing and as they transition into really knowing how to take care of, of me, taking care of myself as they as they grow and mature. And so it's just good as we kind of move into more of this conversation to understand, like, what is my role as a parent? What are the mm-hmm. primary things that I'm even meant to provide for my child before we talk about things that you maybe aren't? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I would say to all of our supporters, thank you. Without Mercy, I know I wouldn't be here personally. I wouldn't have the freedom I have today. Mercy is changing so many lives. The staff is changing so many lives and allowing for God to come in and build a relationship with so many women. I walked through the doors of Mercy um, not knowing who I was, not knowing where I was going. I was always told I was going to be a 15-year-old mother, and that's all I would ever be. And God had different plans for me. Without supporters like you, I wouldn't have found my freedom in Christ. Would you support other girls in helping them find their freedom in Christ?
<laughs> so, I mean, really just our role as parents, I mean, there's just so much that goes into it. Even as we've talked, doing a parenting series, we're like, you could go a million mm. different directions, just thinking about the role itself. But really, I love the fact that we're having this conversation about boundaries because teaching boundaries, I genuinely believe is one of the most important things we can do. And ultimately, the reality is we are teaching our children boundaries or the lack thereof. Mm. Like we are teaching them something, whether we're teaching them boundaries or there is no boundary talk. They are learning as Mm -hmm. they grow. Cloud and Townsend also say, I love this quote from the book. They say, you are like an oak tree that the child runs her head into over and over again until she realizes that the tree is stronger than she is and she walks around it the next time. It's awesome. It's a great visual. It made me even think of scripture where, you know, we're taught, we're called oaks of true right of righteousness and that kind of thing that there, there's just this reality that my job as a parent is to be strong and firm and to know the boundary. And it's okay if they run into me over and over and over again until they learn, wow, I need to walk around that situation. I need to walk around what my mom or my dad is putting in place. Mm -hmm. And so many of us want to be that oak tree. I know that I do, but at the end of the day, it can just be so hard to set and to stick to those boundaries. And so I think even having some time to talk through, like, why is it so hard and what does that look like? Because at the end of the day, even we've talked about the last two weeks, I don't usually, at least 90% of the time, it's not a lack of desire or love or a place of wanting to support and raise our kids well but there's so much brokenness in us or there's all these places that we need to overcome Mm -hmm. it really is a matter of going okay how do I do this well Mm -hmm. and why is it so dang hard Mm -hmm. it's really what it comes down to yeah yeah because we're tired (laughs) (laughs) true well I mean honestly like part of Brooke goes because we're tired (laughs) I mean but the reality is that part of the difficulty so I would imagine (laughs) you guys tell me of parenting would be knowing how to like endure yes Mm -hmm. the the (laughs) children's kickback and and sometimes probably just their pure hatred of your boundaries right Mm -hmm. Um, and having to be able to endure that and I'm sure I mean even as children you see it all the time the the anger the pouting the tantrums just like everything that they throw at you to resist and Mm -hmm. kick back on whatever boundaries you might be setting with your kids and having to be able to stand up under that and endure I can only imagine how exhausting that would be like you said yeah Yeah. we're tired yeah we're tired but you know what I'll tell you this when you have your Mm non-negotiables like this is what we do right we eat dinner here I'm just kind of making stuff up right you only get this much TV like I don't even have to talk to you. I told you what it is. Mm -hmm. Now, different ages, you know, but I will say that when when you know what your foundation is at home, your structure, Mm -hmm. all of those things, Mm -hmm. you know, it it allows for you to not spend the energy in it. I don't have to talk to you about Mm -hmm. it. You know what the rules are. It's Mm -hmm. not six o'clock. You can't do this Mm -hmm. or you have to do your homework first or, you know, whatever it is. Like, I don't even have to expend the energy. Now, if I have the expectation that my child is somehow going to enjoy and love the boundaries and just be like, mom. Thank you for teaching me about boundaries. Yeah, like, oh, my gosh, I love (laughs) Mm -hmm. my homework, you know, Mm -hmm. and all that. Then that's when I become a crazy person. But guess what? (laughs) That's back on me, too. Yeah, that's right. You know, and I I know I've said this before, but most of this is our fault as parents, Mm -hmm. which you can be really, like, hurt by. Or you can realize, oh, wait, so I can change that. That's right. I actually if it's me, Mm -hmm. then I can shift it, you know, and I have to remind myself if he's acting a certain way, I can shift that. Mm -hmm. It's probably because something I'm doing. 
doing. You yeah. Know? So, I feel- which I think is so important for people to re- realize because there may be people listening now whose kids are, you know, in their later years and they're like, well, too late now. No, it's not. No, it's, it's oh, it may goodness, be difficult no. to turn the ship a little bit. Like, is it easier to try to, you know, kind of do that once they're really young and grow them up in that? Sure. But is it impossible to turn around? No, no. So I think, and, and something that I thought was interesting that they talked about was just how um, it's so much more important that you do more than just talk. Like you said, like, it's not just about talking about the boundaries, it's about actually doing the boundaries. I hear what you say. I believe what you do. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so, I mean, the example they used in the book was just about like when some parents were trying to teach their kids about just being responsible with money Mm -hmm. and they were like, okay, we're going to start giving you this allowance. And the kids, you know, saved some tithed some, and then, you know, they were allowed to spend or save or whatever the rest. And so the kid had to learn like, Oh, so there's just not unlimited money for all the things that I want. Cause you know, you know what it is when like a kid gets money. It's like, I just remember what a $5 bill did to me as a child. Like I'm rich. Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) I'm rich. And so like all of a sudden, like I can just buy everything I want. Right. And so like literally in this, in this story, in the book, the kids, um, like spend all of their money that they got on this one toy that they wanted. And in the next week there was another toy that they wanted. And they're like, now I want this. And like, well, you just spent all your money. Right. And they're like, well, what, you know, and like, what do you mean? Ah, you know, and it's like, no, 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 this is, this is what happens. You, you spend money and then you don't have it. Right. And so it was just allowing them to feel that pain and that burn. And, and it even said in the book, like the kids were like, well, can we do extra chores to earn extra money? No. Right. (sighs) You know? And so just like that, that's a great example of like, no, it's not just about us talking about it. Like we're going to do it. We're going to let you feel the burn, feel the consequences so that you learn I'm going to be important things. I'm going to be that tree that you just keep running. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. By the way, I did that with my child and he said, you know, Christmas is coming up. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just wait it out. That's a quote. So if anybody wants to pray for me now, when boundaries go wrong, but we're like, well, yeah. I mean, it's true. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, but when he says, smart you know, I want, kid. yeah, he, oh, yep. yeah. he's a very smart uh, kid. Anyway, but yeah, I mean, I think that, but you know, and then you do, <laughs> even when you do that, if they do things like that, you learn about them and yeah. like, who he is. Okay. We're going to have to, we're gonna have to <laughs> keep praying and get creative. Other areas <laughs> of being be a smart. tree. <laughs> so <sighs> anyway, but you know, also like when you're the obstacles when teaching boundaries is kind of realizing what your dependence is on your child mm-hmm. and all of us have it because we have such an overwhelming love. Yeah, that's right. You know, and obviously if you let the Lord work in that, you realize how much he loves us, but not in a codependent enabling mm-hmm. non-boundaried way. Mm-hmm. It makes you actually really appreciate him probably. And yeah. be like, thank you for not smiting me often. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? um, but, you know, when you realize what your dependence is, like if do I need my child to be happy all the time for me to be okay? Which is what mm-hmm. we talked about in you know, enabling and codependence, um, you know, or I just don't want, like, I'm just tired and I don't want to be challenged. And if I give in, then I, then we're fine. We can just move on. Right. Mm -hmm. But the truth is you're, you're, you're building a very honestly, really unhealthy environment. Right. And so even though we all get it and it makes sense, it is definitely not the direction that you, you know, want to go. And so you really have to ask yourself, am I afraid that if I say no, that I will lose the love that I need from them? Mm. Right. And we have to then sometimes go back and go, actually, well, let's define love. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Love is getting you out of the street when the car is coming, right. whether you like me or not, you know, mm-hmm. and we use that metaphor a lot. Like love is not making you feel happy every second of the day. Love is doing the right thing mm-hmm. in spite of how you feel about me yep. most of the time. And yep. I have to remind myself, so that, good. you know, so um, we have to take, you know, I don't know. The bottom line is we have to take what we need from our kids, the love that we think that we need in that moment and, you know, go deal with that with the Lord. Mm -hmm, Totally. All right. So another thing that we can tend to do for struggling with boundaries is over identifying with our child. Mm -hmm. Right. And so this basically happens when we experience our kids emotions in an unhealthy way. Um, We may let them off the hook because it resonates in something that happened Mm -hmm. with us. And, um, you know, in the book and and this is the Brooke version. So, you know, go read it for yourself. (laughs) Um, But basically like the, the, the mom and the dad and they're going on a date and the kid starts crying, which is normal, you know, so it's a young kid and, Uh, A normal thing. Oh, my mom's leaving. But out of her hurt and her trauma, she just cancels everything because Mm -hmm. I don't want my kid to feel bad because that reminded me of when I felt Mm -hmm. bad. Right. So if we struggle with abandonment and then we get just even a glimpse of, oh, our kids are going to think we're abandoning them. Yeah. You know, and so then you're over identifying, you're feeling all of their emotions. And what they really need to know is that when you leave, they are still safe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. We can't create safety if you were constantly with them in every moment. Right. I would never leave you in an unsafe situation. This is, you know, we're good. Everything's fine. And you being at rest in those times. And a lot of times, guys, just feel free Mm -hmm. to settle them and get them okay. And then you can go be by yourself and deal with it. You, Yeah. (laughs) If you feel it coming up. Right. I mean, that's okay. Like, make sure they're good Mm -hmm. and then go deal with it. And it doesn't even have to be like trauma. I mean, I'm thinking about, and again, I'm going back to examples that don't have to do with parenting, but Mm -hmm. there's a couple of kids that I, um, I'm very close to who one of them is a teenage girl. And I remember we were, I was with some people when she was at camp and I was speaking at this camp. And I remember seeing some, like she was struggling some with some rejection from some of the other kids and it brought up, oh, yeah. I mean, junior high rejection just came like all yeah. the way, it was just flooding out of me. And I had to like rein it in. I had to be very self-aware yeah. of what this was bringing up in me. She's experiencing rejection and it is bringing up all of my own rejection issues from junior high and what that was compelling me to want to do in the situation that would yeah. not have been good for her. Yeah. Um, so it can be yeah. trauma, but it, I mean, seriously. No. Yeah. I mean, if you start yeah. thinking about, can I hit a teenager? Then you might, <laughs> might need to go work on you something. You might need to just get yeah. time when she's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. But yeah, I mean, and especially by the way, if you're an empathetic person, mm-hmm. if you're somebody who feels people's feelings anyway, yeah. and then you have your own hurts, like, mm. you know, some of us are like, ah, suck it up. You're fine. You know, kind of thing. Yeah. But really, like, if you feel that, but you know when it, you know what, this is too much. Like, right. I, the, I'm feeling too much. I, if they hurt, then I'm just wrecked. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. And you can really measure where you're at. It doesn't mean you have to like it, mm-hmm. but really kind of on the spectrum. I'm okay. I hate that this is happening to yep. them, but you can see the big picture. Right. That's good. That's a healthy yeah, you know, so way true. to be. But you're right. I mean, especially... I'm a defender. So if somebody hurts somebody I love, she's going in. I am. She's, yep. She's going in. I'm just, <laughs> is this illegal? You have to consider. <laughs> Will I be arrested? That's right. But I think the other thing I feel like the Lord's shown me in my own walk with my girls is just reminding me like, it's not the same thing. And that's what you're saying. Like for this mom whose toddler is losing their mind because she's walking out and she has all of these things that are coming up. It doesn't mean it's the same thing. And I know for me, that's there's right. been those whispers of the Holy Spirit. Like it looks 
looks the same, feels the same, smells the same. It's not the same. Right. It's not what you walk through. It's not what you experience. You've your children are living a completely different life, That's and right. so really taking in their experience, looking at it for what it is, and parenting from that place. And if that's hard, that's okay. But like we said, get yourself some time away. Mm-hmm. Get some counseling. Some of those things we'll talk about probably again today, but making sure that you're cared for well so that you're able to discern between what's happening for them and what your mm-hmm. experience in life has been. Because if you operate from that, you will continually let them off the hook. Mm-hmm. They will never experience the consequences for their choices. You will not be a good boundary setter because you're always trying to protect them from what you think they're feeling because you felt something similar. Yeah. Yep. And I'll tell you this, and, and I, I've seen this a lot too when parents go through divorce. Yeah. Um, you know, when one parent or the other is trying to protect the kid from just a very hurtful situation. Mm-hmm. And so the overcompensation, like they've been through so much, so Good. I don't want to set boundaries. Yep. Guys, that is the worst oh, thing you can do. Yeah. It is the worst. They need the security. Mm-hmm. It is not about them being happy. They're not going to be happy. They went through a really hard thing. Mm-hmm. What they need is the security and the foundation and the rest and the safety that they'll have and knowing what's expected, that this is stability, that this is a place where I can be safe Mm -hmm. and feel my feelings, right? If you try and make them okay, then what that actually tells them is that, you know, this is not a safe place for you to be hurt, Yep. Mm -hmm. you know? And so that's just my... It's huge. Another piece that we want to hit on that the authors in the book talk about is what they refer to as ignoring and zapping, which I can honestly say I've absolutely done this as a parent. (laughs) The idea that it comes from this belief that if I just ignore the behavior long enough and pretend it's not there, (laughs) it will just go away. Wouldn't that be awesome? Mm. The problem with this is that we ignore and ignore and ignore, but I don't know about your children, but mine over the years have been really good at badgering and continuing to point it out and asking over and over and over again. What happens is I'm so busy ignoring that the bitterness and the resentment Mm. and the frustration is building until suddenly I zap. (laughs) You freak out, you Mm -hmm. overreact Mm -hmm. over something small. So it's this idea, and I think a lot of parents do this, is we can ignore it and just pretend it's going to go away. But in we're not ignoring it. We're not missing it. It's not something that is missing our notice. And what's happening is it's building and building and building until one small thing happens and then I lose my mind. Yep. And what happens is this teaches our children that they can push and push and push for what they want. And then if they can just handle that one out of 10 time that mom loses her mind, mm. I'm going to get what I want. Mm. It actually ingrains in them that badgering is a good way to get wow. what I want. And if I can just manage the fact that mom may lose her mind, mm-hmm. dad may lose his mind, I'm still going to get what I want. And mm. so the, I know we're all like, okay. no, yeah, that's just me as a child, guys. So if we could get uh, Dana in here, she just She'd go, you yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. She said, you strong armed me at the age of three yep. and it was over. But what yep. happens then is it causes all this guilt for us as parents. Mm-hmm. And it really does cause undue hurt for our kids. They walk away going, what? Mm. Or they walk away going, oh, this is how this works. Mm-hmm. It's actually yep. teaching this idea to them that is there's no boundary in any of this. And Mm. so becoming an early confronter and setting firm boundaries is really what will remedy this. And so if this is something you see, it doesn't have to be that you have anger issues. It doesn't have to be, it may be that you just believe that if I just ignore it, it'll go away. I'm happy to report. That's not the way this works. Mm -hmm. And it actually creates a dynamic between you and your kids. That's going to just create a lot of angst that if there's just some simple boundaries put in place and you acknowledge that badgering from the beginning, it will shift it out. So the one final thing to keep in mind, as Brooke said earlier, 
or just tired. <laughs> I'm just, you didn't even know probably it was coming. Yeah, just all I mean, you're tired. You're tired of the fight. You're tired. I mean, there's just a reality of life. And that could be a whole nother conversation mm-hmm. of self-care and making sure we have boundaries in our own lives, which we don't have time to go there. But looking at why you're so worn down, it may be the season of life that you're in with your kid, that they just need more attention. They need more boundary. They need more of your parenting skill. Mm-hmm. Um, it may just be the season of life you're in. Work may be stressful, whatever it may be, but acknowledging in those moments, man, I am worn down. And the authors say they're like, our kids seem to have a radar for this and tend to push and push. Sometimes they have a radar like, oh, mom's tired. Mm. I don't think they consciously go, I'm now going to be a butthead. But (laughs) they realize that there is some wearing down. And so, but they're so good at it. Yeah. (laughs) And I love one of the authors, he gave this example. It made me laugh. He said, one of his sons got to arguing with him one day about taking out the trash, which is a five minute chore. Sure. He argued with him for 45 <laughs> minutes about taking out the trash. And so, and that is such a for real example that mm. when our kids get fixated on something and they want what they want because of the way they operate, there is just this, I'm very self-centered. This is kind of what I want and I'm willing to go for it. So he could have taken out the trash nine times if my math is correct. <laughs> In the time that he argued about it, mm-hmm. but that if we if we are able to notice that our kids are wearing us down and or we're just in a season of weariness, it allows us to really look at our self care. Like I mm-hmm. said, it makes us go, okay, what do I need to acknowledge that I tend to eventually give in on? What are the things that when I'm worn down, I don't set the appropriate boundary? Mm-hmm. And really going, okay, where do I need to bring in some support? Where do I need to bring in some self care? What conversation do I need to have with my spouse or the person that's helping me with these? kids like what do I need to do to make sure that we're setting the boundaries when I'm worn down because Mm -hmm. if that is a factor you better believe more often than not you're gonna be like just do whatever you want to do because I'm tired yeah but that doesn't set them up for success long term man (sighs) I know y'all making me tired just to hear (laughs) about it you guys should see Melanie's face (laughs) (laughs) this is why I should have had kids 15 years ago (laughs) Um, um anyway um man well Clearly, I mean, we've just like barely I know. even hit on all of the wealth of information that is in Boundaries with Kids. So, Dr. Cloud and Dr. Townsend, I know you're listening to us right One now, yeah. surely, mm-hmm. and uh, we salute you <laughs> for your work. You. We are very grateful. Um, man, check out this book. Um, we really have barely hit on even it's just true. a small portion of it. There's just a wealth of information and knowledge out of that. Um, so that would probably be one of our greatest encouragements to you That's on a practical true. note. Open that Amazon right now, unless you're driving, and then wait and do it later. But order Boundaries with Kids um, or Boundaries with Teens as we're going to be hitting on next, next week. week. But just a couple of just practical things that we encourage you to to consider as we're, as we're signing off today. Um, something that I remember from their original book, Boundaries, was they talked about how, you know, at the end of the day, boundaries can hurt, they can sting, but they never harm. That's right. And it was reminding me as we're talking about kids, I don't know if it's there, I don't know if it's Cloud and Townsend or if I heard this somewhere else completely, but this, there was just like this story of this school that didn't have any fences mm-hmm. around um, the the play area and stuff like that. And with no fences and no boundaries, those kids like stayed very, very close to home. Like they just like played on the playground. They didn't really go outside of this very kind of contained area, contained space where they felt safe. But when the fences were put up, the kids like played out in the fields all the way out to the fences. Now, some people could take that and say, oh, yeah, because they'll push the limit once they have a limit, you know. But for me, what it 
it represents and the whole point of the whole example is just that when boundaries are set for kids, they feel safe, they feel secure and they can thrive and they can really live to the fullest. And so you may think that it's going to hurt and it might hurt, but it never harms. It actually sets them up for the fullest possible life. That's so true. The other thing we want to really remember and reiterate is that parenting well cannot happen in a vacuum. Mm -hmm. So in other words, it's it's so, so important. We've talked about this a couple times over the last couple of weeks, but it's important to reiterate is that support system is, especially if you're single parenting, especially if you're a caregiver working in just the midst of some things, in addition to just being a parent of your own children, there is a reality of really needing other friends, other parents that you can connect with, and also just making sure there's balance in other relationships in your life. If you are married, have date nights. Mm-hmm. If there is nothing you get out of this entire series as a married couple, have date nights. This is something my husband and I have been doing better with. And I see a shift even in the way we parent and the way our relationship works. It's important to get that time and not to talk about the kids the whole time. That might also be a little thing to keep in mind. Well. Side note. Mm-hmm. And to have that self-care mm-hmm. planned. I mean, at the end of the day, a burned out mom and dad is just, mm. is no bueno. Yeah. I'll even go Spanish on that one. Oh, wow. I don't know what that is. No bueno. <laughs> That's when she means it, y'all. <laughs> I'll pull out the Otero that I only married into. <laughs> and look, and I'm going to challenge our single parents, too, and, and saying this from a place of deep respect and empathy and knowing that I have no idea what that is like, right. um, but I can imagine in the sense... But here's the deal. There are so many resources for you. Like, don't believe the lie that because you're doing this on your own, you are doing this on your own. That's you right. don't have to wear that as a badge of honor. It's true. Like, everyone hmm. already is super impressed. <laughs> yeah. Okay? We're all really impressed with mm-hmm. you. And so, you know, make sure you have friends. And guys, what you can find in online communities now and support and books and relationships and churches, yes. you know, make that a priority. Don't buy into that. I'm doing, I have to do this alone. That's right. Right. It's so good. Bro. Um, so, and the other thing is, guys, you can't train what you don't have. Mm-hmm. So, if you do not have boundaries, it is very, very difficult to train boundaries yes. because boundaries are those things you really need to feel the burn yourself mm-hmm. and kind of live it out. Yeah. And be like, oh, no, yep, I know what that is. Mm-hmm. And it helps you see the bigger picture when you've processed through that, right? Read through the Bible and look for boundaries. Yeah. By mm-hmm. the way, that's pretty helpful, you know. Um, and all, you know, we say that, like, don't, we hear what you say. We believe what you do. Don't yep. just say it, go and do it. Um, and then just get to work on kind of what you need for yourself. Mm-hmm. And then ha- what does that need to look like for my kids? Now you can implement them with your kids while you're figuring out it out for, for mm-hmm. yourself. Um, but don't, you know, the other side, I don't want you to hear me say you have to get this right before. Mm-hmm. So try, this is one of those things that guys, they can happen, happen simultaneously yeah. and mm-hmm. Holy Spirit can line a whole bunch of stuff out real quick. That's yeah. so, true. so, you know, let him, you know, let him do that. And, um, it's, it's going to be so good. It'll mm-hmm. be so worth it. Mm. I think that's the best thing to sign off with is don't just learn about these things and talk about these things. You've got it. They have to be internalized in you. Yeah. And then they'll be internalized in your kids as you live it out and do it instead of just talking about it and learning. So, man, we do encourage you to not just like shut this podcast off and be like, well, that was nice. Like, what am I going to do? How mm-hmm. am I going to grow in this area? Because everybody can grow in this area. Yes. Everybody can grow. And so, um, man, we just covered boundaries with kids today. We're jumping into boundaries with teens next week. I'm very excited about that it's conversation. Be good. Can't wait to learn from you, Jen, on this one. You're the one with the teen. I've been reading the book. It's going to be fun. So anyway, we hope that you'll join us then.
We're so glad you joined us today. We'd love for you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also find previous episodes there. Mercy Multiplied is a nonprofit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com. 